um, that is people to do a workout, but it's really getting your mind to the point where it's like, I want to do this. I want to continue to have a good life and a good lifestyle and my literally a physical health while we're on board. So we can't have to work for fall apart because, you know, stuff in the world is falling apart. Like, I mean, the main thing is that mental health and physical health is still should be uh, one of those top priorities for out there for me. So, you know, also, uh, I'm not able to like put myself as far as I would. I was going to do at the gym. I was just trying to do like you know three or four compound movements, and I was trying to do you know um, like three or four sets. You know, so I was at least working out for half an hour and get those muscles, you know, fibers to tear and get my body, you know, um, back in back in active working mode. But um, definitely my hardest challenge was like getting up. Because, like, I used to find motivation a lot of times. I would go to the gym and I would just get that ambiance and have my music blasting and have my music and have the people around you kind of give you that, you know. And the weight as well, being around weight and stuff like that gives you that, like, you know, feel like that's so hard. It's so hard to get you within your home. I'll get this for a while and keep you there. Something like the work you see out of the bed, you go ahead and be like, you know, I'm still going to push for what I, what, I, what I want. I'm still going to work hard for what I want. Also, like, you know, I don't have to as much motivation right now. So, so what I've been doing is like first thing in the morning on um days that I've been the days that I didn't work the night before, I will get up and get right to it. And the most days where so I do have I work the night before I'll until like, you know, two or three o'clock. Usually my body only allows me like five hours on days that I don't or on days that I do work the night before. So I'll get by two or three thirty then I'll get right to it. I usually go outside and I'll maybe I'll pick some money because I'm going to travel with someone. So I'll, I'll go around a hotel with a bunch of time. You know, I'll, I'll do some, um, you know, some, 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 some push-ups outside. Like, you know, I, I still do have the, the will and drive to go ahead and get some work out there at least three or four times a week. But um, I know it's a hard thing. It's, I, I really like working out. Like, it really gives me peace of mind and skin and stuff like that. But some people, like, you know, have never... So, uh, it makes you just do the working out or not really, not really that, um, that it's as of yet as something the lifestyle. So, like, what do you do if you're home and you're looking for motivation and you have the experience and you're so comfortable in the day? Like, you know, the most challenging thing is to step out of our comfort zone sometimes. Like, to come up out of our comfort zone and to... Do something even if you don't want to, but you'll be so thankful for the person that you did it once you completed it. And you'll be like, that was only 45 minutes or an hour of my day that I would probably be watching or doing something that you know, is not being beneficial to me. So let me go ahead and get some work out of it. Let me go ahead and you know, do some puzzle building. Let me go ahead and do some, you know, some, some mental building. Like if you just, even sometimes, like when I'm home, do mental building, I, I'll try to like sometimes cut the TV off and sit there. And it's a form of meditation, but it's also just like the mental clarity and built a mental, you know, strength and fortitude. Um, which has been the benefits of you. They have a, a, a calm act, where they have a calm uh, mind and meditation that I've been using for about two to three times on YouTube. But, you know, since, since I have to have the gym, I have to continue to prepare myself to, like, to just be well. Um, you have to do something because I don't always feel like doing it. I often feel like it's right, you know, just kind of relax and chill. But I know that ultimately, like, I'm still working towards the goal of it. In order to try to be as healthy as I can be, 
So, uh, your hands, and, you know, it's the work. And so it's time for brainstorming and preparing about what we're going to do when we get out of this situation. Like, how, how better to put something like the evidence And I'm glad that I wasn't able to, like, go together. So we're going to put the wall out with you, the wall out there, you know, uh, working out over the years. Um, I have some workout programs that I have developed for other people. Um, so over the time, so I still have those that I've been trying to remind myself that, like, you know, we have to still, I've already been a sense of, um, you put our mind and our body going. So sometimes, you know, the morning I'll try to get up and do things like, maybe like five, six minutes of, you know, yoga, like, my body is there for, so if I just have to work out, or if I don't have to work out, my body is stretched and, I, and I'm elongated and I'm able to, you know, stretch my blood and flow and I'm thinking, Respiratory family, this is respiratory and fitness, and I was just getting on to speak about how good it is to work with a good pulmonologist or a physician. Working with a good pulmonologist or a physician just makes your job so much easier. It gives you a little bit more peace of mind and put things at ease because you feel like that the things you put in place or the things that you want to make happen. You, you, you know that, you know, if you got a good, reliable workers, uh, workmanship with, you know, with your team, you know, especially the pulmonologists, you know, they'll, they'll trust your judgments and your, and your maneuvers when you go ahead to, to want to apply a certain kind of therapy to a patient or if you want to, you know, um, you know, try a therapy that, that, that they haven't already, you know, suggested, they'll, they'll, they'll trust your judgment. And that's that's so important, you know, working, um, you know, in a, in a hospital care facility and with, you know, with, with people um, because you're kind of like, you know, intertwined. You kind of rely on each other for, you know, for um, 
not no, not for knowledge, but you know, just for um, some understanding that you may not have yourself. You know, you want to uh, bounce ideas off of your coworkers, or, you know, or or, or um, the, the pulmonologist. You know, and sometimes like you don't work a night shift. You know, we don't always have access to pulmonologists, and you know, um, doctors on night shift all the time. But you know, lately we've been having the pulmonologist there when we do our. Um, night shift you know especially in the ICU you know and you know usually you might have the house doctor up there um for the ED and whatever else is going on on the general floors but you know having that referral basis is is made our, our jobs a little bit easier also because you don't have to call out to get you know um call out and you know you know wake the pulmonologist up to 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 get orders and get to something that you want to change on the patient's ventilator you just go ahead and do it and um uh, the facilities I worked at before, we didn't have this kind of like we didn't have this kind of opportunities. We didn't have as much, you know, um, ownership or you know the they didn't really uh, um, sorry they didn't really trust our judgment that much in order to make sound decisions about you know what the the, the best term of treatment is for the patient. Um, so that so that has been uh, pure pleasure and delight, you know, to, to to know that you know they trust our understanding of the mechanical ventilation or any aerosol therapy um, other than mechanical ventilation that we that we use in order to give the patient the best care and um, best treatment option so that has been that has been a, a, a gym within this a gym for us within itself because I've worked at facilities before where there was um, you know, no pulmonologist on duty and a lot of times we would have to call out to the to the pulmonologist at nighttime overnight and they would be just so upset that we had to call them for for, for ventilator changes or if we wanted to do a certain kind of therapy with the patient we wanted to do abgs like we always had to consult the pulmonologist you know for you know whatever changes or anything we wanted to make on the ventilator or for the for the patient so it just gives uh, um makes you feel a little bit more worthy that you know that your understanding and that your judgment is being in the value and you know that the person that you know um and you know that they know that they trust your judgment and that you went to school, what you went to school for and all of this time and effort that you've been putting in in your craft you know is well is well worth it so i think that's a um a beautiful thing you know and working along with the nurses and the other healthcare team you know, make sure the patient has you know the best chances of having rehabilitation but um yeah i've worked in you know facilities before where we had to consult the pulmonary you know physician about everything that we did every change that we made and then we would call them at nighttime but they really didn't want to you know they really didn't want to be waking up out of their sleep in order to make vent changes or make subtle changes but we would get in trouble for making changes by ourselves you know because then you know, we should trust our judgment because i mean you can put a patient on mechanical ventilation but if that title volume is too much for the patient's um ideal body weight it can cause trauma to the patient's you know um lungs and stuff you know it can make it difficult to 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 further ventilate because all of that positive pressure may make the lungs become you know like um over time become resistant but you and also you don't want to cause a pneumothorax you don't want to give the patient too much um uh positive pressure and they may have a bleb on their lungs which is like a small weakening in the mucosal tissue and they can bust open from too much pressure and it can make this patient have a pneumothorax which makes their patient lung collapse and then they'll have all this you know um you know they won't be able to breathe effectively and they'll be going into you know you know respiratory distress and you know you're, you're busy trying to figure out you know what's going on with the patient i thought we were ventilating this patient properly but all the time you weren't so that's i mean there is some you know there is i do understand why you know the the, the physicians want to make sure that they're that that they're and that they're you know a part of the um 
a part of the decision making when it comes to pulmonary, you know, rehabilitation because even with nursing too, you know, they don't want to give a patient the wrong medication or too much other medication. Like, you know, so we have to be really mindful of what we do with the patient that we have. Um, and just making sure that we, you know, we are we are on top of our, you know, our game as far as understanding when it comes to giving the patients what they need as far as um, treatment for whatever illness that they, that they may have. Um, so that has been, you know, and, and, and like I've been doing a travel assignment, so I've been, you know, going to different, you know, hospitals. And the last two pulmonary physicians that I've met with, you know, um, at the hospital I'm at now, they really, you know, value my input and my word and my effort towards the rehabilitation of the, the patients. And I really, you know, I thought that was so cool, like, you know, just to have that, you know, that, that good vibe. Because sometimes you work with physicians and stuff like that who are just, you know, in, in there, they have that complex where they, whatever they say is bond, but they have, you know, other things to take care of as well. So, like, I mean, it's beneficial to be able to rely on your respiratory therapist to know that they, you know, understand the mechanics of the body as well as the ventilator or whatever other therapy that you're giving to the patient and know that they can choose a good tidal volume or a good, you know, rate or a good, you know, whatever you need in order to get his patient proper ventilation. And it's, it's been really cool, like, you know, working with the pulmonary team that I've been working with, um, the night doctors, you know, the, um, the nurse practitioners, like, you know, they all allow us to give our input. And if it's not an adequate input to what they feel like, you know, um, is beneficial to the patient, they'll let you know that, though. But, you know, I've, you know it's, it's good to work with a, a team of healthcare professionals who don't look down on you for your for your ideas and what you want to implement. Um like I've said, I've, I've worked with pulmonary teams before where it wasn't always this way. You know, we always have the the um, capability to make changes and do things that we wanted to do on a mechanical ventilator. So that has been, you know, that has been a, a gym within itself.